do your own thing and and uh and keep searching for whatever it is you're you're passionate about or you get enjoyment out of and yeah and just keep working towards it yeah inside joy not outside joy yeah cool <laughs> drop the mic hey everyone welcome to or welcome back to the Flowcast. This is the podcast for information and inspiration on your journey to finding your flow. My name's RJ, and I'm joined by my co-host, Telsey, and together we explore topics surrounding flow, as well as lead by inspiration through our own passions and those of the guests that we interview. So let's dive right in. So the... uh... The topic of today's episode is really based around this quote from Theodore Roosevelt, which is comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super important when it comes to not only flow, but just life in general and, and this concept of joy. So it, it's something that we should kind of break apart and break down and, and see what areas of of our lives that we can really talk about this and, and get an idea, a better sense for why people are comparing to others and why maybe they, they shouldn't as much as they do. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, interestingly enough, when I was kind of, I was making sure, like I, I've heard this quote a ton of times, comparison is the thief of joy. And I knew it was from Theodore Roosevelt. I didn't. But <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't have like my facts wrong or something. And interestingly enough, there's I didn't bother reading any of them because I couldn't really. I, I wanted to see if we could come up with why they thought this. But all the top hits on it are are about how people disagree with that. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I'm like, interesting. <laughs> cool. Why is uh, every single article that if you search comparison as the thief of joy, it's like, I disagree. I disagree. Like, Interesting. It's, and it's it's not just like individuals' thoughts. It's like Globe and Mail and stuff like that. Yeah. Like articles in newspapers. So hmm. it's like, that's very strange because I, um, even just like my first impression of it is that's like uh, something that I, I strongly agree with is, is this idea of comparison as the thief of joy. And that although expanding on it something that a a more modern day if we want to call him philosopher has said is is jordan peterson one of his 12 rules for life is don't compare yourself to others Mm -hmm. compare yourself to who you were yesterday okay and so i think that's where this conversation will lead and and in my opinion that's that's more like perhaps that's the argument people made with those those articles about why mm-hmm. they disagree with this comparison concept, but um, I-, I can see that being like maybe what they mean by it. Yeah, and- that's interesting because I, even on my way over here, I was trying to like I think I agree with it, but uh-huh. I'm not sh- like the more we chat, I'm I'm kind of I haven't yet made my stance. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I have my opinions in different directions, and I can see where it applies to certain areas. Yeah, but. Um, I need this this dialogue to figure out where I stand on it. So that'll cool. be interesting to see if I can come up with. I think my my student brain is still here, and I have a critical lens on everything. So I come uh-huh. at <laughs> I come at everything with a skeptical mind. Yeah. But uh, so like the first, I guess the first 
area. Let's start with flow states. Sure. And I, because I think that kind of revolves around essentially everything, if you really break it down to the, its you know finest details. Um, so with with flow states and this this idea of comparing, I suppose comparing yourself to others. So there is I I I, I don't know if that was part of uh, Roosevelt's intention. I mean, <laughs> he originally had the, this quotes close to 100 years old at this point i think i might be totally off of. it's a it's an it's older an old quote, it's though, an older yeah. quote though it's been it's been around for a long time yeah. and Passed then i on think from parents grandparents <laughs> to parents to me so i yeah. yeah and so i think whether there's more to the story than than like this simple several you know couple words pieced together oh, I'm sure right but yeah with kind of the the chapter in jordan peterson's book and this idea of comparison um, to who you used to be, but not to others. I think that's like the key component to flow. So one of the one of the main aspects of the flow state is what's referred to as an autotelic experience. So you're actually there's an intrinsic reward that you're seeking. You're not mm -hmm. going after some gold medal or or external right. reward when you're doing something. And that's kind of I, I'd say that's like the the very center of what a flow state's all about is you're doing it for the enjoyment of the 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 task the activity itself mm -hmm. and not some external reward and if you're comparing yourself to others you're not getting that you're not getting that internal reward even even if you're if you're comparing in some sense like there is the there is the concept of deliberate practice with flow and how you've got mm -hmm. to continuously improve so in some sense you're trying to push yourself a little bit further than what you did previously but if you're if that's all that you're thinking about in the in the moment when you're trying to be in like a flow state of whatever it is that you're getting enjoyment out of and that's another aspect of flow is is there is some sort of sense of enjoyment which mm -hmm. usually comes with the mastery of it and not necessarily something that you're quote unquote passionate about. Yeah. It's more like that, that sense of improvement. Um, but with the, with the autotelic experience, like this intrinsic reward, obviously if you're, if you're seeking some sort of, some sort of ultimate goal, it takes away from, from being in the present moment. And mm -hmm. so I think that's like, in my opinion, that's the central, reason why comparison doesn't work very well with with flow yeah yeah i can see that i think just as you're talking i'm realizing that, yeah like where where do you source your joy like if you're comparing yourself to other people then you're also expecting those other people to feed you like you 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 want the recognition right like oh i see rj that you're better than this person over here mm -hmm. and then that's where you're sourcing your joy whereas when it's like internal or intrinsic your joy comes from you and then you can get into that flow state because you're, you've already fed yourself. You're not looking to be fed by other people, right? And so mm -hmm. that's going to help you get into your zone or your flow a lot more efficiently. Yeah. I'm a little leery about Jordan Peterson's right now <laughs> because I'm like, I do that. I compare myself to myself. But I, 
like this is it a vulnerable statement sometimes or, yeah. because I used to be really cool <laughs> at some things or I used to be really good at some things and and especially with fitness like I threw my back out a year ago and, and everything's changed right so now I'm comparing myself with who I used to be mm-hmm. and I'm stuck in the past so I'm like oh man I used to be able to lift this much I used to be able to squat that much and now I'm like half as strong as I was so it kind of it does thief my joy sure which is interesting yeah. So I'm, I understand what he's saying, like mm. build yourself up, like growth mindset, right? And I think that's what I need to work on is just actually being like, okay, yeah, I used to be there. Cool. Let's grow. Um, but I see what he's saying. Like there is an opportunity to be like, okay, today I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that means. And I think that that can, can at least give you gratification that hopefully turns into joy, right? Right. So I'm not totally sold on Jordan Peterson, JP, we call him at my house. Um, but The second JP of the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my partner's name is Jordan, for anyone listening. And he has a last name that starts with a P, and so he's, he always goes, just another Jordan P taking over the world today. <laughs> um, yeah, but I do see that like at least where you source your joy is really important for flow. Yeah. That's kind of, um, yeah. And I forget, I mean... All of his chapters are in that book are super long, and I, I'm sure there's more to his story I'm as sure. well. But we can we can hope that he includes something about not not getting caught up in if you are on like some sort of decline or whatever. It's not about beating yourself up about mm-hmm. your past. There's always there's always a way to improve, even if it's like that concept of one percent better. Exactly. The, yeah. It doesn't have to be like a personal best mm-hmm. it's just improving upon yourself in in some aspect and not necessarily in in one in in like one sort of field it's like the whole overarching thing that you are and and mm-hmm. everything that's in your life so hopefully that's i forget it's been a while since i read the book and and uh i don't obsess over what he says because mm-hmm. that would be that's uh he, he's, you know, that would be comparison <laughs> yeah. to, to what he says all the time. And, and yeah. uh, he wouldn't even before that, I don't think. I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, that's, I think, essentially with flow states, there's that part of it. Um, but also, well, obviously, like we mentioned, like the enjoyment part, but there, there's that, like flow is all about the, the, that fine line between the anxiety and boredom Mm -hmm. and if you're going after somebody else's perceived best or goal if you're comparing yourself to somebody else when when practicing whatever um it's it's taking you out of that fine line balance and you're not really able to get that spot where you know your action and awareness is perfectly balanced with Mm -hmm. your your um sort of the loss of self-consciousness that comes with flow as well where you're in that present moment completely immersed because your brain's going to be going like oh i'm not doing as as well as so and so i'm not actually i'm not getting to the point where i want to be because you think you have to be at this other point and i think um another key component of of like the growth with flow is is this constant and, and continual feedback that comes into play. Um, that's why like coaches and mentors are often very important when it comes to, mm-hmm. to flow states. I'd say specifically 
when it comes to like a, a physical performance of flow. And if you're, I, I think it's important just the awareness of this in general, because if the coach isn't aware of that as much or as, as conscious of, of being specific to the athlete or specific to the performer, there's, there's going to be that issue of comparison being like implied externally from this mm. coach that's trying to, to right. push that growth of that feedback. So it's, uh, it's wrapped up in every aspect of flow states and getting there, I think, with, uh, with the concern and, and just building the awareness of, of comparison and why it could mm-hmm. be an issue. And, uh, but that's like, that's everything in, in life as well, I feel. So obviously yeah. like schooling is a big one with that and comparison and, and schooling is like, it's such a pervasive issue. Yeah. And, uh, how, how do you feel about that? The comparison in schooling, I think you see it a lot. Like even in like plants tickling, my face. <laughs> um, even in, in like undergraduate studies, you're seeing like, you know, apparently you're, you're smarter if you take, you know, math as a major than you are if you take English. Like there's just this like weird, right? So it's like, if you're really passionate about English, mm-hmm. but you're comparing your apparent smarts um, to that of a math major, and they're apparently smarter than you, then that's going to take away from your experience like so much. Or even that like college university thing where there's comparison there, right? Whatever that even is all about. Um, <laughs> I've been to both, and I I'm, I'm team college for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think I think ultimately, like my bottom line with schooling is that it does take away from your experience, and if you if you are looking at um, what someone else is doing or how someone else is doing, even how well they're doing within your own major, your own class, like mm-hmm. that you're not going to be able to one focus on your own stuff to learn, to excel on your own. And, uh, I don't think I had a two there. I don't know why I said one, but, <laughs> <That's-> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's, it's kind of, it just makes me sad because it's like school is a really large portion of your young life. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, a lot of people are in school for first 20 years of their life kind of thing and uh if you're the whole time you're there you're looking at like Susie who's doing better than you um you're missing out on 20 years of your life and and 20 years of, if this quote is you know true you're missing out on 20 years of like pure joy and that's yeah. terrible right yeah. like you want to definitely have a childhood and a young adulthood of ecstasy I think like excitement and and life should be good and you should have that like self-awareness and self-control and all this stuff that goes with flow state that uh, that can bring you into your adulthood with um, kind of a direction right yeah I kind of wonder if this is just how you lose yourself too like it's not just you lose joy it's like you know if you're always looking at other people yeah where are you I think so like a lot of the time and you made a good point there. It's it's the self-awareness because I'm not anti-school. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoyed university and, mm-hmm. and the friendships and everything I made there. And even even like the challenge and like the learning aspect. Uh, not It's not for everybody though, but I think that's part of the self-awareness that's Big important. Time. So uh, it, it's really challenging when you're still, you know, in your teenage years, um, early 20s. 
and everybody else is going off is following that that exact route you know and it, it can be extremely challenging but it's about that self-awareness and and uh, developing that even it's and it's it's hard because we're all immersed in this world of comparison so not only with schooling but with social media as well mm -hmm. and so everybody you know you see everybody's going off to school they're they're posting pictures of their dorm room or they're posting pictures of of uh frosh week and mm -hmm. and they're way happier than you they're well, having way more fun than you and that's that's like <laughs> uh, we you know we did the we did the episode on digital minimalism so we won't settle on that for too mm -hmm. long but it's um we'll try to like really narrow into this whole comparison with with social media and I, I do believe we kind of touched on it because we were talking about how um, like everybody's doing the same sort of things on social media because they are comparing themselves mm -hmm. to others. And I think actually Instagram did a really good thing in my opinion recently by removing the, the, mm -hmm. the visibility of like counts. Yeah. And so it's, and they said that it was for like self-esteem reasons. Yeah. So kudos to them for that. Yeah, and that was quite an uproar. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if you remember. I remember watching specific people's stories who like um, are upcoming influencers or what have you. And and it was this really interesting pushback that they were all like, you can't take this away from me, Instagram. And <laughs> I'm in my like media classes at the time being like, yes, they can. <laughs> they own you. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad they did that. I honestly like... I never saw a single oh, no? like I don't watch okay. I don't watch a whole lot of Instagram stories unless it's like a close friend or with like the Flow Spa account sometimes it's with a with like a, a customer or a client mm -hmm. you know somebody that yeah. I, I'm trying to like build a better relationship with and kind of get to know better and people share their lives on on Instagram yeah. and, and Facebook so but I, I honestly like I totally oh, missed good. that and I, I don't even know how long I went before I realized that the like count was oh, okay. was gone um, but I thought about it and then I kind of saw confirmation that they did it for those self-esteem reasons and I think it's yeah, good I think that's um, great because that's actually I believe in my opinion whether it's for business purposes because um, if we're looking at the comparison like often it's there is the social media aspect of business now mm -hmm. and and so like people businesses are comparing themselves to other businesses but try you know it i, I actually came to a, a really interesting revelation with this and mm -hmm. it, it'll come i think it'll come back around i'm not going way off topic into All like right. business or anything but so i've been reading this book called thinking fast and slow okay. by daniel kahneman and it's it's essentially about the two different types of of systems in our brain right we've got the with the system one is like a really fast basic like the heuristic and bias based th thought process so that we can come up with like a quick answer mm. and uh, or quick perception of the world more than like an answer per se but sometimes it is answer based so it's like you know the um, implicit association tests which uh kind of have in the past been under under hot water for suggesting that everybody's a racist because uh. so those sorts of <laughs> quick mm -hmm. processes that come to the brain um, unconsciously and then systems two is is the more deliberate longer thought process 
and I recently got through a really interesting chapter that was kind of tearing apart a lot of my favorite books because I'm really into mm. the business, like how to build a great business and how yeah. great businesses work. And um, it's like really uh, showing how much luck comes into play. And even hmm. those that are like, um, quote unquote, great businesses or great business leaders, luck plays it's literally like a 10% margin between luck and, and the successful versus the unsuccessful person. And I was like, How do you whoa, study that? pardon. Sorry. I'm just thinking out loud. How do you study that? How do you study luck? Um, essentially, you... well, essentially like 50% is, is luck based, okay. right? So a coin flip of 50, 50. So if something is basically, if you kind of look at that as like the, I see. the center point, and if you're looking at the the deviation from a center point, okay. that's that's essentially how you uh, kind of assess it based on luck. Um, and it kind of was, it was interesting, but and it's interesting because I'm forgetting what my point with this all was. <laughs> I got way off. Um, you called yourself on it before you started. I know, too. didn't I? Um, a lot of people are ta- are reading these business books and. I, I, I enjoy reading them. They're kind of cool and stuff. And I think you, he, even in the in the Thinking Fast and Slow, he does admit that even if you're only getting a 10% boost, that's still, that ends up being significant in the long term and stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to keep that into account. And so he doesn't fully bash the books, but it's not like um, you do these things and you're set for life. Yeah. That kind of idea. Yeah. And, and so if you're, if you're obsessed with comp- comparing yourself as a business to other businesses, whether it's through social media or through trying to implement these practices of a- anybody, basically, you know, if you're if you're trying to follow the Jim Collins route of of how great businesses are built or the Peter Drucker style of of entrepreneurship and yeah. innovation and yeah, and uh, it, it becomes. Um, well, in, in a lot of sense, it's like inauthentic and it can be unless that's really at the core of who you are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes maybe it takes some like introspection and reading and contemplation to figure out that's like your business style and that could be yeah. fine. But if you're always comparing yourself to others, there's this this level of um, inauthenticity yeah. and you're probably and it's stealing joy because obviously like most business owners I think I, some people maybe get joy out of money and that's the only thing, <laughs> but I don't, in my, like, that's not the way it yeah. is. Right. So, so if you're trying to always copy somebody else's style on Instagram and Facebook and, and yeah. just like see what somebody else is doing and, you know, whether it's, you're getting worked up because they did five posts this week and you only came up with one yeah. or they, you know they got well you can't compare likes as much anymore but if they they got like this post that got a lot more traction than you um mm-hmm. that comparison like it doesn't really matter uh in the business sense according yeah. to this this idea of of thinking fast and slow of according to this kind of luck factor that that falls into play and and mm-hmm. it's about consistency over time still and uh but it ultimately it takes away from your mm-hmm. your satisfaction with your work because you think that you're not doing as well as you ought to be. Right. Yeah, and I think um, I think 
I'm not quite yet on board with this luck thing, but I can come around. Um, it just, we might be, th- me and this, what's his name? Dan- Can- Daniel Kahneman? Yeah, Daniel Kahneman. I, I didn't explain he it perfectly and I, That's either. okay. We might be speaking about the same thing, so you can tell okay. me if I am. Um, but I really think that, and at least in my experience thus far, and I'm a young entrepreneur, so don't, don't you know, <laughs> hang your hat on me. But uh, I think what you put into your business... Like, the energy that you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. Like, I'm a really big believer in that exchange. And so if I'm putting, you know, this competitive, like, need to be better than the other guy, like, and that's what's driving my business, I think that comes across as kind of dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to, like, genuine heart and just being like, I love what I do. And so who cares what everyone else is doing? Yeah, there's business techniques. And they are really good, like, bumpers. To help you yeah. stay in your lane, if you will. Um, but I think that if you put pure heart in there and like pure joy paired with these like really awesome techniques, like that's where I, I'm thinking this guy means luck, right? Like that's where like you get traction because I think you can see authenticity personally. Um, we know Mike can, Mike Doherty from last week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> he can see it, right? Yeah. And like, I think that if we tune in, like, we can all have that ability, right? It's just that sixth sense of like being able to catch someone's vibe. Yeah. And uh, I think that that gives you the turnaround that you deserve, which then gives you joy. Like, mm. I'm kind of thinking, like, maybe com- there's some steps in this comparison as the thief of joy. It's like comparison, then, th- like, I don't think it's like A plus B equals C. I think right. it's like, you know, comparison takes you away from yourself and away from your self-awareness and then that creates a lot of, like, a dissociation with self and then that creates depression and then you don't have joy, mm-hmm. right? Whereas, uh, yeah, if you're really in tune with yourself, you're in your own flow, you've got, like, maybe coaches and bumpers and whatever you need to help you stay in your lane, um, then you can actually put real, true, like, your own mojo into it, right? And your own, we'll say passion uh it's a weird word these days apparently (laughs) but like i think there's a little bit of merit to that um you know what you give is what you're going to get out Mm -hmm. and i think that that will bring joy in my experience it has like the more my own heart and my own kind of flair i put into my personal training the more like i cried with a client last night because i was so proud of her and stuff like that because i was so in my own like state with her rather than looking around to see what everyone else was doing in the gym because that's not what it's about Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> I think that's like the, that's the essence of it. It's a complicated book, so I'm, that's, uh, and that's not really the, uh, the central yeah. topic for today anyway, but I'm just kind of thinking like, um, it was, it was interesting. I kind of have to review mm-hmm. what he said because, like, once again, he's not downplaying the fact that there are these things that are above just pure luck. Um, he he yeah. is saying, like, but the funny thing is we all make these, even everything we're saying and, like, trying to rationalize are the things that he says pure statistics disagree with. Mm. So that's where it's, like... Um, a really interesting like quick example because we're so it's not a, this isn't about like these these systems processes in our brain this episode <laughs> but um this idea like of of golfers it, it's the idea of like the regression to the mean so if a golfer has like a hot mm-hmm. streak like a good day there's luck involved but 
you can't say based off of, oh, Tiger played this well today that he's going to continue to play well tomorrow. Right. There's, it's the concept of regression to the mean. So like that mean point in the center yeah. is essentially the, the luck like being evenly split. And then when you get lucky or when you get unlucky is how you go from one side to the other. Right. And he's saying that that's involved with, I think more so with some of these, um, these books that essentially like he, he kind of did a jab at because they are looking at the history of a successful versus unsuccessful company. And so he is saying that there's there's luck involved there. Mm. And so we can't just simply say, oh, this company did A, B, and C. That's why they were unsuccessful. And this company did right. X, Y, and Z. And that's why they're... Because there's this uncertain element that has supported one or the other. Yeah. I don't know. Something doesn't quite work. I don't know. I'm like knotted up about it. Just that's, in my um, stomach being like, no. <laughs> you know, that's, that's uh, essentially like the whole point of his book being like a lot of our um intuition and stuff is just is just flawed hmm. it's like it's a very interesting book yeah and, like, i'm not a fan of this guy a, already yeah no it's uh, <laughs> it, it does it does jive against a lot of like the way people want to perceive things it, it is really uh i do appreciate a critical lens on things yeah. like i do respect that i just think i would be really tense reading that book the whole way through <laughs> yeah no it's i, uh... <laughs> I kind of look at like when someone says to me like oh you're so lucky you have that yeah i get really i'm like you have no idea how hard i've worked to get here right so like when people say that i just feel like it's a bit of a like sure a cop-out almost of just being like well i could have done that too but you're the lucky one right and i'm like no man i put in like i got my ducks in a row and i put in the work and now i'm still putting in the work and it's paying off right but i think i think I don't want to get too like woo woo on this, but mm-hmm. like I do personally believe that like everyone, I like to believe that there's a meaning to life because that keeps me going. And I do <laughs> believe that uh, each person has like a thing yeah. that they're supposed to do in this life. Like or whether it's like they're supposed to do for the greater good or it's just like that works for them as a person. I do believe everyone has their niche. And yep. I think that we can call it luck or we can just call it like alignment um, if you're in your niche, if you're where you're supposed to be, that's where success comes. Like if you're breaking through your own barriers of fear to get to this place that, you know, I've talked about it before, but like this thing that feels bigger than you, but that also feels like you're so hungry for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's where, you know, the success and the joy comes from. Whereas if I'm trying to fit myself into this cookie cutter, I don't fit into and I'm doing all the steps and I'm working so hard just to start Like, let's say, you know, we're both working towards the same thing, but for you, it's your niche. And for me, I'm just trying to fit in. Yeah. Like, I think that that's where, you know, you will get lucky because it's your niche. It's your thing. You're supposed to do that. And so I think it just comes down to like, how true are you to yourself and how well do you know yourself? Yeah. And I think, I feel like I've said this every podcast. I'm like, it all comes down to self-awareness because I think flow really does. Absolutely. That's like, that's what I was going to kind of like punch home. The point being is what you're saying is, is essentially like it's, it's all about finding that flow because flow in, you know, Csikszentmihalyi's point of view is the meaning is essentially what meaning's all about. Yeah. Um, And, I don't know. I haven't finished that book. I'm. It, it's like it's a. It's essentially just looking at like our flawed sort of human brain. And I don't think he's like 
saying that's necessarily wrong. He's mm-hmm. just it's is really like a it's interesting. Like each chapter has this essentially like a, one of the studies he's done or whatever that shows or that somebody else has done, and he breaks down the the cool. the the static the the statistics and everything about it, but. Um, you get to actually go through some of these like things in the book and realize like your your intuition about something is is sometimes wrong and like it's mm. not i don't think he's some you know some people are just like that logical that they uh mm-hmm. they don't want to they, they get joy out of numbers instead of that's like great. and that's that's really his passion yeah. instead of instead of like joy out of I don't know, like feeling, or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, emotion, and yeah, lot is like and cool. That's like, his niche, good yeah, for him, right? Exactly. Like, so. and if it doesn't align with with me, that's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm curious though. Keep me posted on that book. I will. Uh, yeah, because there's there's always something to it, and I I do look for things that kind of grind my gears because I'm I then can ask myself why. Yeah. Why does that grind my gears? Yeah, it's a growth opportunity. Exactly. And that's that's why I wanted to bring it up because yeah. I think it sort of. It, it, it goes actually the reason that I really wanted to, to mention it is it basically goes counterintuitive to the whole mission of this podcast because <laughs> the whole mission of this podcast is to build these tools for people to help implement into yeah. their own lives and he's essentially saying that luck is, is or whatever is that like he's saying that these things but they, they do make a small but I think still significant difference. Mm-hmm. He's just saying that you got to realize that um, the difference isn't as big as some people make it out to be. Mm-hmm. But if you keep following, it's like compound interest. If you keep keep it going over time, it, it becomes that much more powerful. Sure. Yeah. And so that's why that's why it's about like this journey and not a destination with yeah. with uh, with flow and with. With whatever it is you, that you uh, like to do and get enjoyment out of, mm-hmm. and and so um, if you're comparing yourself to somebody else, like that's like creating an endpoint that's that's false. Yeah, I think that's a really important point you just brought up, like the journey, not the destination, because the destination is where comparison comes from, right? Like it's yeah. I want to I want to be as successful as that person, and then you've already like this is oh this is something I was thinking about or, or as happy as that yeah person. If, right if we're looking at the the you know the social media lens sure yeah like whatever it is right I want to be as blank as that person one you've done that person a huge disservice because you've just put them in a box where they're a happy person they are a successful person they are this and if they're not in that like you're now you disapprove of them, hmm. right? And I don't think that's fair. Like, if I'm like, oh, RJ, you're the strongest man in Peterborough, and then one time you, like, don't hit, I don't know, yeah. whatever, then now I'm upset with you. <laughs> and I think, like, in comparison terms at least, right? Sure. Like, I don't think that that's fair to yeah. the other person to even give them that, like, pedestal because then you're worshipping them and not being on, like, evil, even planes with them. Um, and I just think that's cruel. But... Uh, I had a different point that was more internal rather than comparison-wise. Um, and I don't know where it went. So well, I, I think, like, the the ultimate thing here is that it's a constant reminder. Like, we all fall victim to it. We all fall prey to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why... That's what I think the value of this episode is. It's not to, like, set somebody up on a pedestal of being, yeah. like, 
this uh, this perfect example of having no care for what other people are doing. It's it's that you need to like practice this on a daily basis. Yeah. It's the the same as you know the ego is the enemy concept of sweeping the floor, mm. and you you've got to always sweep the floor. Yeah, uh, just check in. You, you can't yeah you can't just like have this basically make this statement once and then you're set for life or anything Mm -hmm. and uh and so i think that's like a key point another interesting i don't know how exactly this ties in i'm still like playing around with it but uh i I like reading seth godin's blogs every day because he he's sort of if you look at like all these i don't know um gurus that are in marketing or social media or whatever Mm -hmm. and they all they all have their like shtick and they all say things but seth kind of like is more i don't know like a scholar he he kind of he just i guess he 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 just has he thinks about things a lot more than just spews it out is what i feel like and this this um this point he was trying to make oops losing all my <laughs> my notes and stuff um and stickers and stickers yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> is uh is earning trust outperforms envy say it again earning trust outperforms envy cool and i think it's central to what we're we're mm-hmm. trying to get at i think um, it ties in for sure i just i haven't fully figured it out I think that it kind of ties into what I was just saying is it, it takes that like you're better than me thing away, right? Where it's just like, okay, we're allies in this and we're both like working towards either the same or a very different goal, but good for you and good for me, yeah. right? And that's where that trust comes in. Um, so let's say we are trying to reach the same goal or endpoint or our journeys look similar. Um, instead of being all grudgy that, you know, we're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before and behind the, or outside of the mic, but uh, just the need to like celebrate the fact that like, you've got an ally in this pathway if you want it. Right. Like yeah. be like, that's really great that like we're both doing that. And then that trust, you can then bounce ideas off of each other and you can help each other and pick each other up. Right. Mm. Whereas like if you're grumpy about it or envious about it, then uh, that just like, first off, just like breeds, bad I don't know like I don't, again I don't want to be too woo woo but it breeds <laughs> bad energy right sure. like it's toxic when you're kind of like I don't know always at like rivalry with another person it doesn't again it, it thieves your joy right yeah. like that's it's not good so yeah. I think that I don't know that it directly correlates but I think that a like trust in your process in yourself even if we bring this to self, like that trust, instead of being envious of other people, just being like, no, no, I trust that my path is like going to mm-hmm. take me where I want to go can then feed you joy. Yeah. Right. And it, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting taking it those two directions. Cause it, I, I felt, or I guess I was trying to wrap my brain around the concept as it relates to like the, the relation with a customer. Mm. So like, the earning trust instead of, um, I guess this, this envy about maybe the customers that a competitor has Mm. or the customers or, or like just that envy around what some other, uh, um, like company is doing. Like if you're, if you're envious, that's kind of like the comparison and, and trying to like replicate them. 
instead of focusing on your own thing and building that trust within your own community. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where, you know, cause his, his specialty is Seth's specialty is really about um, like world-class marketing with the minimum viable audience. He's not about getting you millions of clients. He's about right. getting you that like unwavering relationship between, cool. between the ones that really, care about what you're doing quality yeah Yeah. um so that that's interesting but i thought it i thought it really tied into this this concept of of the comparison as the thief i think so because i I don't think that you can have envy and joy in the same room no not really not you know not i mean maybe certain like amounts of i was just gonna say like you'd have to really compartmentalize right absolutely that's yeah. yeah totally uh, it's an interesting thought. I don't know where trust ties into it, but I do think that if we bring it back to flow and we bring it back to self-awareness, like trusting yourself mm-hmm. and your own abilities to be the person you want to be and to grow to where you want to grow, like that takes a lot of trust in yourself because yeah. otherwise like you get like full of imposter syndrome and you get this like, I'm not good enough. And then it comes down to like, Ooh, I'm onto something here. It comes down to like, not liking yourself at that point and then you get depressed and then you outsource your joy right whereas like if you trust yourself I think that that can bring you a lot of joy because it's you're no longer getting down on yourself you're building yourself up being like I've got this and then when you get it yeah you know happy happy joy joy (laughs) (laughs) um yeah uh another interesting thing I don't know if we want to like dive into something different but or not different just more i was listening to a podcast the other day on um joy in the workplace mm-hmm. because i think or not because i think they were talking about how a lot of the times you know business is so serious it's a serious art and like they were talking about their own it was the elevate the globe podcast that i really like and they were talking about how like they're really happy-go-lucky people mm-hmm. and one of their biggest like they're like really self-conscious about um posting like I don't know like Instagram videos of them like laughing or dancing because they're afraid that no one's going to take them seriously as like business women oh and I found that really interesting because I think we do see that a lot like everything you know business people are like intense and driven and these are all really great things but I think that like their point they're getting at is, you know, why don't why can't we have joy in this as well? Why can't we have like playfulness in this and still be taken seriously in the world? Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, the issue there obviously is that they are comparing themselves to mm. to the thoughts of others. Yeah, and they did touch doing, on that actually. Did they? That's good. Yeah, they were like, I don't know why I care so much. Yeah, you know, and I they were saying like they don't really want to attract people to their business who thinks that they're not serious business people for posting joyful photos, mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, uh, it's very, that's interesting. Cause it's like the, I guess it's that dichotomy of, um, being aware that other people are still not out of this rat race of comparison mm-hmm. and, and trying to do it yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, if we get back to like this authenticity, if yeah. we get back to this, this concept of trust and just doing what you're meant to do, mm-hmm. then 
lean towards that that stop comparing yourself to others and just do what yeah. do what feels best to you yeah um because otherwise you're just you're leading yourself to unhappiness yeah and like only you're to blame at that point right like yeah. you, you then even if you're comparing yourself like you can't be like oh i'm so unhappy because that person's successful it's like no you're so unhappy because you yeah. didn't succeed in your own thing and then it's like oh i've led myself here right yeah so I, I, think, th- I think if they're posting the videos of them dancing around, then they're finding they're finding the right yeah. clients. And it's not about, um, I mean, because social media is supposed to be, uh, I actually, I guess it's not supposed to be anything. It's, it's what you make of yeah. it. But it's, if you want it to be fun, then, then have fun with it. Run with it. And, yeah. And uh, I, I think the one thing that it maybe it does help with is, is showcasing like that authentic personality to mm-hmm. a larger audience than you could otherwise get. Yeah. I mean, how else would how else in the past would we be able to let somebody from Lindsay find out that we're like having fun doing animal flow yeah. in Peterborough? Yeah, fair like, enough. How is that as somebody ever gonna know Facebook did yeah. that for me, yeah. Like, that, exactly. Right? So um I think that's the that's kind of the interesting thing with with social media having some mm-hmm. some power if you're kind of keeping it balanced and not obsessing over it and yeah. not comparing yourself to others on it. Yeah, I think yeah, bottom line like entire podcast is just that cheesy just be yourself. Yeah. But uh but actually like just stay in your lane and like follow that deep desire of yours and like you have to combat fear. I think that that sometimes keeps keeps people from going on like their actual true path for a long time is fear so like yeah stay in your lane combat the fear like it's worth it yeah because then like on the other side of that is joy yeah um and i think practically like something that just came to my mind which i was like i'm gonna do this now is like every day just be like where did i source my joy from today like ask yourself Mm -hmm. just so that you can at least create your own data or data depending on what you say um (laughs) to see like where did I source my joy from today Mm -hmm. you know and then not being hard on yourself just like taking a minute to reset totally if needed yeah and I think uh in closing um just because I think it's helpful to to showcase I mean once again sweeping the floor this is something that you've got to continuously practice so that it it becomes ingrained in your, in your psyche or your personality to not care as much. Mm -hmm. Um, and and so the practical take home or how this is being implemented, um, and, and, you know, if, if somebody listening really enjoys the podcast, they subscribe or whatever, but I don't (laughs) look at the numbers at all. And we're, this is episode 23, yeah. so I do know what number it is because it helps when I'm creating, like, a poster or yeah. whatever. But honestly, like, at this point, I still don't care. And yeah. I feel like that's where some people would have just ditched their podcast right. and stopped doing it. Um, but we're not I, – I don't know. I think that you feel the same way. We're not doing it for the, the external numbers. It's, no. it's uh This is fun. It is fun, isn't it? <laughs> it so brings us joy, so it's yeah, like – Yeah, that's, that's in the essence of – 
of why it's the flow cast and finding your flow and getting enjoyment out of those things. And I mean, it's one of the questions, you know, I, I like to ask of the guests is, uh, did you think that was like an hour or whatever? Right. Cause we, we do get into that flow state when we're yeah. in these deeper conversations yeah. and, and about things that we're passionate about, you get to relive it and, and imagine it. But yeah. Um, I don't look at the numbers, um, maybe occasionally just to see if things are, are starting to maybe work as like, try to improve upon things just from what I like the look of or whatever, mm -hmm. but I'm not, um, I'm not getting caught up in that at all. And, and, uh, hopefully by the time it actually makes a difference, that's so ingrained that it doesn't become like the big sort of, uh, I don't know, the overarching things where yeah. you become a sellout, right? Yeah, so yeah. that, that's my, I guess that's my strategy for avoiding becoming a a sellout on it and yeah. everything. I think that's just part of like staying in our lanes, right? Is yeah. that like whether or not this podcast makes it big or if it stays humble or whatever, like yeah. I myself like never want to be looked at as a person that's like, Oh, you're so cool. You do this thing. Right. Like I don't want to be put up on that pedestal. And, and yeah. that's like, yeah, no, I'd rather just stay humble. Yeah. Stay in my lane, do my thing and find joy from that. Yeah. Regardless of whether it's shiny or not. Right. Yeah. To the other people. Cause that's comparison and yeah. who cares. Right. So. And, and, and I think just the, the final closing statement is because <laughs> at the end of the day, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> if you really like Ultimately, think about it, nobody cares. Everybody's yeah. way too caught up in their own things to I tell my clients that all the time because they may, it may pass through their, their head or you may get like a, a rude comment from somebody that's having a bad day, yeah. but they've forgotten about it while you're still perseverating on it and still typically letting it run through your mind and, yeah. and kind of destroy your joy. So, um, yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. And so just do you <laughs> and just enjoy, like, cool. you know, do your own thing and, and, uh, and keep searching for whatever it is you're, you're passionate about or you get enjoyment out of and, yeah. and just keep working towards it. Yeah. Inside joy, not outside joy. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> drop the mic. <laughs> mic <drop. laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Flowcast. If you like listening to our podcast, be sure to leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your other favorite podcast platform. This actually helps to make a difference and to spread the word to more people wanting to listen to this podcast. We put together regular Q&A episodes where we answer your questions. So send us any questions you have either to the Facebook page at FlowSpaON or find us on Instagram or you can also send the questions through the FlowSpa.ca website. And remember that by subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast platform, you'll get notified when each new episode is released. Thank you again for listening to the Flowcast and we'll talk to you again next time.